we looking? It's Wednesday. Sun is out. 50 plus degrees in November. I'll take it. I'll take it. We've got uh, basketball today and tonight. We've got the huddle tonight out on the road. Going to be down at the Deer District, down at the uh, the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill tonight. Prior to the Bucks and Bulls. You got Badger basketball today, and in addition to that, tomorrow you've got the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. You've got football on the tube. You've got rivalry weekend coming up. You got the Packers on Sunday night. Oh my God, as a sports fan right now, uh, just because you're going to stuff yourself with turkey and such, that's not the only reason that your pants are going to fit a little bit tighter. It's because it's a hell of a weekend. So good day. Welcome to the program. Ben Kenny, how you doing today after watching Ben Simmons get booed last night and then rip the fans for not booing him enough? Uh, I'm good, Bill. Um, actually, I'm <laughs> kind of unhappy. So I'm in the Philly media kind of uh, reverse course after ripping him for years. They decided to be I nice. Know. Uh, but no, I frankly, I didn't watch the game. I was watching uh, Creighton versus Arkansas uh, getting into college basketball. Okay. Uh, I didn't watch the game. I will admit that. I uh, did a little work last night. I've been just working around the house, doing stuff, staying busy. I've got every television on damn near in the house. I had one up in the uh, in the bedroom, one in the office, one in the living room. Had one down in the great room and uh, two on in the bar as I was going floor to floor to floor last night, wiping up, cleaning up, dusting up, you know, whatever. And just enjoyed the night. Just a nice, quiet, relaxing night. Uh, I went shooting with my son yesterday, so I had fun doing that. Oh my God, my son! My I, I will let me. I'll brag for a minute. My son, who, who he's a police officer, he's in the National Guard and this and that. So I, Ben, do you shoot guns at all? No, I do not. Okay, so I uh, I bought a handgun, uh, a nine millimeter, not that long ago, and I'm an okay shot. I mean, I do a lot of skeet and I can do that, no problem. Um, but shooting handguns are different. So uh, I went to shoot yesterday with him, and, you know, I mean, you throw the target out there, and, you know, you go short range and then long range, and, you know, I'm hitting the target. I feel pretty good. Uh, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, so I'm a pretty good shot. How are you doing? You know, and him and I have never shot together before, ever. So he's, like, critiquing me. Oh, I'm noticing you're doing this, and you're aiming down as you're getting ready for the recoil, and you shouldn't do that. Just very softly pull the trigger, and this and that, you know, and how to do things, and cup this with your hand when you're changing out the the cartridge, and blah blah blah, or the uh, or the magazine. So we're sitting there doing this, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, here I'll show you." And he went, "Pow, pow, 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 pow," and there was two holes. Now it's not like he missed the target. There were two holes. I mean, within maybe a quarter of an inch of one another, he hit the same hole from like 20 yards all five times. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's how you shoot. <laughs> like, oh, crap. So uh, I, 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 was, I was schooled a little bit yesterday. I was happy just to keep all my rounds in the same, you know, the same area of the, the heart of the target. He was keeping all of his rounds in the same hole he shot for the first time. So anyway, that being said... Had that going on yesterday, but it just had a good day. Really, I went to went to Stein's. I uh, there's a a railing in the house that I put uh, garland and stuff on, or not garland, but uh, like flocking on. And I started to do a little decorating. And I put the I went had to get a new ribbon, so I got a new ribbon yesterday. I was listening to the holiday music, so had a good day yesterday. Nice relaxing day. And then the Brewers make a deal. Brewers trading away Hunter Renfro. We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. Uh, in the meantime, Aaron Rodgers. Um, 
He was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. And exactly what we were talking about yesterday came up. I'll tell you about that coming up here in a minute. Oh, by the way, we do have some breaking news in the NFL. Adam Schefter reporting during a team meeting minutes ago. The Jets players were informed that Zach Wilson, not starting. The petulant, whiny crybaby that refuses to take any responsibility for his own inept play, out. Out. That means two first-round quarterbacks in the last five years have failed the Jets. You talk about just a crapshoot in the draft. How about that? Two top five first-round first quarterbacks have now failed for the New York Jets. Wow. Now, you would assume that's the beginning of the end, but Zach Wilson, uh, I don't know if any of you, I mean, it's been the talk uh, on more the ESPN side of things than it has been the Good Morning Football side of things when it comes to the NFL Network, but... Um, after being asked, he was terrible. They gained two yards in the second half of the game this past weekend. Two yards in the entire second half. That's it. He could, I mean, he couldn't hit anything. He was terrible. And when he was asked after the game if he thought the offense failed the defense, he said no. You know, And he was kind of arrogant about it and didn't take responsibility and didn't say anything. And so uh, all of a sudden the name from a blast from the past could possibly be coming back, and that would be Joe Flacco, who's a backup. So we'll see. There you go. This doesn't really have to do with anything, but there's nothing more entertaining than hearing Baltimore people talk about Joe Flacco. Right? In their accent. Yo. Yeah. Joe Flacco. <laughs> Is that how Baltimore people talk? <laughs> yeah. Like they just came over from London, got off the boat. Oh, we're here. Joe Flacco. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So anyway, but uh, yeah, Zach uh, Zach Wilson down, done, mm, out, out as the uh, the starting quarterback of the uh, New York Jets. Now we'll see if it's for a week or if it's permanent. I mean, once you get benched as the starter, you either get humbled and you take it upon yourself to work your ass off to get back to where it is you should be, or uh, you you have found yourself uh, as a eternal backup in the National Football League, and you will. You will bounce around team to team as a, quote, former first-round draft choice to eventually fall into anonymity, and uh, then you'll be rooming with Ryan Leaf somewhere before it's all said and done. There you go. 877-867-1670, That's the phone numbers to get hold of us. You want to find us over on Twitter? At Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels. At Ben Z. Kenny. Over on the Facebook fan, over on Twitter, over on the Facebook fan page, you can find us uh, at the Bill Michael Show. Just simply Bill Michael Show on YouTube and on Twitch TV, and you can email us thebillmichaels at gmail The website is simply thebillmichaels and uh, you can also listen to the podcasts and such, Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google Podcasts as always. Rogers yesterday on the Pat McAfee Show, when asked about. His, you know, thoughts on the remainder of the season, the future, all that kind of stuff. They're already starting. And and this is something we were talking about yesterday. We were talking about all of this. And I said when we were talking about the end of the season and what needs to happen for the Green Bay Packers. So 
I had said that, you know, we don't know what direction to go until you get the commitment from the quarterback, okay? And it, it can't be this, and I, I said this yesterday, so the foreshadowing for this was like timing is everything, right? I said you can't you can't live with the oh I'll let you know um, you know uh, you got to get you got to say look you got a few years left in the league you're either committed or you're not we got to know you know and it's not that we're putting pressure on you it's that we got an organization to run okay we did everything you wanted us to do we've done everything you've wanted us to do it hasn't worked out we need to know what direction to go in. Okay, this isn't going to be a Brett Favre thing anymore. You can't go, oh, golly, gee, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to come back or not. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. And then on the very last minute, the very last day, you go, okay, I'm coming back. And then you walk into the atrium and everybody kisses your ass and it's a great big homecoming. And all in all, you didn't win nothing. Okay, so you can't do it. You either have to go forward or you have to say we're in a rebuild. One of the two. Yesterday on the Pat McAfee show, here we go. This is what Rogers had to say regarding life in football. Well, look, I mean, I'm a human. Of course, you think about life after football, and it's not, you know, it's not a like a, you turn it on at some points and turn it off. I mean, I think you always, um, you know, when you have interests outside of the game, there's always things that uh, that come up that you spend time doing, you know, in some of your free time that uh, that you're going to do more when you're done playing. So, of course, of course, there's that thought. But when you're when you're in it and you're creatures of habit, obviously, the focus is on the season. The focus is on the preparation and. That doesn't change, but it doesn't also change that you can't have interest outside of the game that that uh, you take your mind to from time to time. And, and I look forward to those things, but um, those those are not at the front of my mind. Those are those are near the back. But uh, but to sit there and say, oh no, it's all ball all the time and blah 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 bullshit. Like, I mean, I don't know. That's not the way I am. Like, like there's there's life after football, and there's life outside of football, even during the season. That I think it's important to, to keep that balance. And yeah, you're gung ho. You're all in. You're, you know, all about finding ways to to tweak little things to improve and to and to be more efficient. But you're also a person. You have a life, and, and, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been an awesome run. I mean, I'm I'm really proud of uh, what I've accomplished. I don't, you know, I'm not like looking forward to the end. And, and you know, life after football is going to be a tough transition. That's for every player that finishes up. And I don't know when that's going to be. You know, I don't know if it's going to be after the season or after three more seasons or whatnot. But um, there'll be decisions that we'll have uh, later down the road. Right now, it's you know it's about this week, about Sunday Night Football. So there you go. I was in when he was talking about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, life after football. But when you're in it, you're in it. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. And then he said, I don't know if it's going to be the end of this season. And I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Here we go again. Here we go again. Uh, I, I just want definitive. You know, I mean, I get it. You're dealing with somebody's life here. You're dealing with aftermath. You're dealing with afterlife, but whatever. But all I was saying was, I just want you. You've you've signed the contract for three years. This whole thing of I don't know if it's going to be the end of the season. I don't know if it's you know. It's I get it. I understand it. Some days you wake up, you're probably like, I just don't want to get beat up anymore. I want to do this. If you're getting into that point, then go away. Then go away. I personally want you to say, what I want, okay, and this is me being selfish, what I want is, you know what, I've got, I'm 39 years old. I'm not playing till I'm 45 like Tom. i got a couple more years left in me that I know that I can really be at a, at a peak performance. I know that. I'm going to give it my all. 
I want to come back. I want to see this thing through. I want to win another championship with the Green Bay Packers. I want to finish my legacy here in Green Bay. I'm really proud of what I've done, but I feel like there's one more thing missing, and that is just adding one more ring to my repertoire. That's what I want. After that, you know, when I'm 42 years old, man, I can go enjoy the rest of my life. I can go to mountaintops and play with the Dalai Lama in a sandbox. I can go down on the beach and have a thousand hands on me and drink all the ayahuasca I want. I want to be able to go climb mountains. I want to be able to go surf. I want to go play guitar in Hawaii. I want to go do all these different things with whomever it is you want to hang out with. But what I wanted to hear was, nope, I'm in it. I'm invested in it. I made a, a commitment to the organization. They made a big commitment to me in many different facets. They brought players back that I wanted to see stay or wanted to bring back. They made a complete commitment to come down, you know, out of the out of the ivory tower to come down and make sure that I was involved in a lot of the decisions and they got my opinion and they did everything I wanted them to do. And all I want to do is play football for the next couple of years. That's what I wanted to hear. I The one thing I didn't want to hear is, I don't know if it'll be at the end of the year or not. It's like, oh, my God, here we go again. Here we go again. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program tonight. We are going to be down at the Mecca Sports Bar and Grill. We are going to be brought to you by our friends over there at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. And it's the huddle this evening, 6 to 8, inside the Deer District. The Mecca is where we're going to be. Stop on by. you got the Bucks and Bulls going on later on tonight over the Fiserv Forum. So you can come by, grab yourself a beverage. They have Bud Light specials tonight. You can grab yourself a beverage, uh, maybe some food before you go into the Fiserv, and then head on over and check out some Bucks basketball. we got football chatter ahead of that, though. And looking forward to uh, tomorrow as we've got three football games, not one, not two, but three football games on the docket tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to that, too. Is there a game, Ben, that you are uh, most intrigued by coming up tomorrow? Um, probably the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, <laughs> playing in the rain. You got Lane Kiffin, rumors out there. Uh-huh. He might go to Auburn. Might be his last game at Ole Miss. Uh, it's always a crazy one. You remember mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, there was the peeing ex- incident where yep. Ole Miss yep. scored a touchdown to take the lead. The receiver pretended he was a dog peeing. They called a penalty and they lost because of it. Right. So, uh, but no, all jokes aside, probably Giants Cowboys. I am excited to see if the Lions can keep the win streak going against the Bills after the Bills stayed in Detroit uh, all week because of the snowstorm over in Buffalo. Uh, you're right about the Giants and the Bills. And then you've got the Patriots on the road taking on the Vikings. I mean, three. we have had in our past miserable games that were just, you knew they were bad to begin with, but you watched them because that's what was on. Tomorrow, there's actually intriguing football. All of these games, intriguing football. Vikings coming off of an ugly one, a little bit exposed. They've been winning games barely, but they're winning. But they get just dump trucked by the Cowboys. Cowboys now back at home after the Giants got knocked off by Detroit. They they take their third loss of the season. The Giants now trying to go in and you know basically say make a statement in Big D. And in the meantime, over at Ford Field to kick everything off, the Buffalo Bills coming off of an ugly performance against the Red Hot Lions, who are starting to come together after we witnessed them and kind of favored them a little bit coming out of the hard knocks. So you got three good games tomorrow. I'm excited. Wake up tomorrow. You got a little Thanksgiving Day parade going on. You're doing some stuff around the house. You've got sweatpants. Maybe you're going to do a little workout. 
trying to burn some calories prior to before you get into the uh, before you get into the Turkey Day festivities. Oh, I'm I'm geeked. I'm excited tomorrow. And then it begins all the the Christmas movies and everything, of course. And then I'm going to prepare. I'm going down to the gym tomorrow night. Tomorrow, tomorrow after I get done, I'm going to walk downstairs and I'm going to start. I got a heavy bag. I'm going to start hitting a heavy bag. And I'm start pounding it and learning self-defense and all these offensive moves and starting to really club stuff and beat the hell out of things all in effort to prepare for what is happening happening on Friday. And that is Friday when I go out to get a Christmas tree and I go to some of these different Christmas tree farms and you got to beat people up just to go out and get a Christmas tree. So I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. Uh, This is from Ben. Ben says, Bill, I almost fell out of my chair when I heard Aaron Rodgers say, I don't know if I'm going to be back next year or the year after. I'm with you. Oh, my God. That's from Ben. This one's from Marcy. Marcy said, let's give Aaron a little bit of time. He deserves it. He's coming to the end of his career. He has some decisions to make. And if he comes back and mentally is all in, I am all for that. Look, I'm... I told you what I wanted to hear as a fan. Sensibly, when he says, ah, you know, I'm looking forward to moving forward, but I'm, you know, I'm thinking about football and this and that. Uh, sensibly, what I think is, is right is go away a few weeks, three, four weeks maybe, and then come back ready to go and come back strong. But I, my assumption is before Aaron walks out the door, before he leaves 1265, my assumption is that he is going to give them, yeah, I'm going to take some time off. I, I'm looking forward to coming back, but I, just, I want to take some time off just to kind of make sure. But I, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm coming back. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. We've all talked about it. You probably don't want to retire the same year that Tom Brady retires. You know, uh, if you're the Packers, you know, you got to look at things and say, well, do we, uh, do we move on? Do you, do you trade them away? Do you hang on? Do you make another run? What are you going to do? I think you got to figure out the commitment level there. I think it's all legit. But I, I, I really believe that Matt LaFleur, Brian Goodekinst and company, they're going to know what's going on probably, for the most part, before he walks out the door. Um, Pac-Fan says, why does he have to make a commitment for next season when uh, there are still seven games left this season? Total non-story, in my opinion. Well, that's your that's fine. I didn't bring it up. He did. And it's it was a comment. And Pat McAfee asked the question. Why don't you pose that question to Pat McAfee, Pac-Fan? He asked the question. We're only reacting to the response. You know? the uh, <laughs> As opposed to James, who says, Bill, I'm a little disappointed in you. The, the uh, You should know better when it comes to the Rodgers commitment. It's a typical passive-aggressive reply from Aaron Rodgers. He loves holding the power in the spotlight. Um, yeah, but again, this was something that he had vowed early on in his career after what uh, Brett Favre had gone through or put everybody through, that he would never be that. He would never do that. And he's traveling down that same path to a certain extent. There you go. Pac-Fan said, didn't I bring it up yesterday? No, I did not. No, I did not. I was asked about the direction the team would go, and I said it would depend on the commitment from Aaron Rodgers. If Rodgers says, I want to walk away, then the team goes in a certain direction. If Rodgers says, I'm coming back and I'm ready to go, then the team goes in a certain direction. That was the discussion. That was the discussion. What I want to hear is, like I stated, as a fan, I want to say, you know what? 
I want to see you come back. I want to see you be fully invested. You know you got a couple of years left in you. Go for it. For two years. Keep the commitment. Go for it. And then after that, you can say, did everything. Done everything. Walk away. Otherwise, I mean, look, it, it, if, if he walked away tomorrow, um, you could certainly say that, one, it's a Hall of Fame career. He has given anything and everything to the Green Bay Packers and to the betterment of his position and his his play on the field. He's been tremendous. There's no doubt about that. None. But as you wind down, the Packers have decisions to make in other areas, too. It's not just Aaron Rodgers. The, the Packers have – there's no way in hell, no way, that you can have Joe Barry back. Not with, what is it, seven or eight first-round picks. Not with seven or eight first-round picks on that defense. There's no way this defense can be ranked as low as they're ranked. Can't do it. It, 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 it. Joe Barry has been woefully inept. Uh, the hiring of, of this, this, you know, it's a very uh, incestuous circle of hirees for coaches. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody sees everybody. Everybody knows about everybody. So you're hiring your buddies. Who you think you might work with? I think at this point, whoever the best teacher is, whoever the best mind is, whoever the best philosophy is, and whoever has the best adaptability is, has to come in and run this defense. Joe Barry cannot. He is done. Joe Barry knows it. The organization knows it. And the fans know it. And if, if they do not fire Joe Barry, I would, uh, I would now me, I, I would just kind of go, you got to be kidding me. Fans, they may revolt. They may do the uh, fire and pitchforks and such and start marching towards 1265. Because this has been a woefully inept defense this year. It's been a poor offense, but it's been a woefully inept defense. For a, a defense that was supposed to, and the defense actually played well in spurts, but just far too many stupid mistakes for this team to be have this much talent and to be this woeful. So, but the offense didn't help them. Defense was put in a lot of bad positions this year, pretty consistently. Um, and again, the season's not over. There's still time to kind of turn things around. But at this point, let's just say the defense starts playing lights out football and they all get it at the same time. I'm still not keeping Joe Barry around. You have to make some changes. Whatever's stagnant, whatever's gone on behind the walls of 1265, it can't, it, it can't permeate. It can't remain. Otherwise, it becomes entrenched and you can't get rid of the stench. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Derek listening to us in Albany, New York. Derek, welcome to the program, man. How are you doing today? Hey, Bill. Happy Thanksgiving to you, and I'm thankful uh, that you're back doing what you do in a, in a time slot that I like uh, following up after WDUZ. Uh, you're Appreciate one of the it. best, you really. You're one of the best. I'm not just saying that. I'm, I'm old enough Thank to you. have listened to talk radio for a long time, and uh, you're candid. Uh, at, at times, you're goofy funny. Uh, you're not afraid to be <laughs> vulnerable, you know. <laughs> You're, you're a real guy, and uh, that's what we appreciate. We feel like we're hanging Thank out you. with a friend, you know? Anyway, quick thing. Um, you know, the national media, Bill, um, they just they harangue the Packers. And I know what happens, and you know this well, and much of your audience, is that when you're beat over the head with certain teams, and, and you're going to have the Packers have been in a, a dominant team for a long time, a, a really good team, and the Cowboys were like that, but I got tired of the whole Cowboy hype. Certain teams hype, 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 hype. It's always, Bill, the biggest, shiniest noise, right? 
And, mm-hmm. you know, part of it's Aaron Rodgers, but a lot of the national media, and, and then there's peripherally, there's people who are not Packer fans who hate the Packers now. And it didn't used to be like that. They hate them because they're sick of hearing about them. They're sick of hearing about Rodgers. They're sick of hearing about them, yada, yada, yada. You know, it's as a Packer fan, that kind of hurts me, but that's just how it is, unfortunately, you know. And as far as the defense goes, why are we not attacking? Why do we have corners and defensive backs that are running four threes and they're 12 yards off guys? You know, I right. mean, I get what you say about Joe, Joe Barry, you know, the defensive coordinator. I, I agree with you. But, uh, again, I'd like you maybe to discuss, you know, the national media and their perceptions because, you know, you're going to say many of the things they say, but it's tempered with you because you know the team, you have a different feel. You know, it's it's different when I hear it from the local guys than I do from the national guys. And yeah. I'll keep listening, and uh, you have a great day tomorrow. Appreciate it, man. Happy Thanksgiving to you and, and all of your family. Uh, thanks so much. Uh, let's do this. I'll, I'll answer that when we come back. Uh, in addition to that, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if the fire alarms are going off. I don't know if uh, they're being held up. Uh, I don't know if Ebo is running through the studio pantsless at this point in time, but apparently there's a crisis in the studio, so we will take a break. We'll come back. We'll allow Ben Kenny to regroup. Maybe Ben has been pantsed. We don't know. So let's do this. We'll step out. We're going to come back. We've got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show. It's all coming up right after this. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Right here in the state of Wisconsin, helping bikers and bikers' rights. Go to growthlawfirm.com. G-R-O-T-H, growthlawfirm.com. One of the best places to work in Milwaukee, too, as a matter of fact. Just voted on. Good stuff. Uh, so, Ben, what is, the, what, is the, what is the calamity that is going on and taking place right now in the studio? <laughs> so I, I, I message you that, and then we go to break and tease it, and Ebo runs in thinking I had you know, somehow completely ruined the board, uh, done something that uh, probably would have resulted in a lot of damage and some stern talking tos. That -hmm. is not the case. Uh, It's probably even worse than that. Somehow the the robocallers and the scammers have gotten a hold of our call numbers. And for the last 25 minutes, uh, maybe 30, I have been answering calls nonstop and and I expect it to be people. And because we don't have caller ID here, you know, it's just a... blinking light so i can never know right. i we're talking about the merchant services department insurance something about a mortgage on your home it just never stops and i don't know how to stop it i don't know how to deal with it <laughs> except for like violently i i want to curse them out but in the event that it, like it turns out to be someone who's just messing with me i bad look on my part right. so i i'm just politely hanging up and keeping my anger within right no i i always tell them I give them two chances. You'll call me twice, and I'll say, this is not the number. Lose this number. Stop it. After that, it, it becomes anger, violent, and lies. And, and that's what I've begun to do. I had a guy call me three or four times on my father's house. Now, my sister lives there. I don't even live in the same state. They keep calling me. I'm like, sure, I'd love to sell it. Yeah, go ahead. And send over the application. So I fill out with all bogus information. And then he calls me back and goes, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, I've been telling you that's not my, my house. So I'm going to waste your time like you're wasting mine. Oh, oh, okay. So I, I, I have no problem screwing with these people. No problem at all. I, I can't. Wasn't there like a law a while back, a no-call law, a do-not-call 
that uh, you couldn't, you, you, when you put your number on it, you couldn't call as a solicitor at all? I mean, how many calls do you get a day on your cell phone? I get probably 15 calls a day that are spam calls. No, no voicemail, no nothing. I answer occasionally. And it's always the same thing. Like you said, it's either a merchant processor, it's somebody wanting you to sell your house. It, it's how many calls a day do you get? I used to get a lot, and now I still kind of do. But the thing is, I have a 215 number still. Yeah. I, oh, I don't okay, have a yeah. 608. And I know that nobody would be calling me with a 215 area code right. that I don't already have the number for. So I know when I'm getting scammed. I have got, let me see here. I have gotten this morning already. Um, let's see here. Cause I, I already had it. Uh, I've already got three spam calls this morning before I even went on the air, three spam calls this morning. And I'll probably get five or six more during the show today. The phone rings all the time. I'll probably get five or six more because every, all my friends know, don't call me during the show. So when the phone rings, it's like psh, either it's somebody confirming an appointment or it's spam. So I'll get those during the, uh, during the show. And then I'll probably get, after 5 o'clock is when they start calling again, thinking you're home from work, and now you're going to start taking these calls, and then I'll get more tonight. That's the way it all, every day. They, at 8.01 is when they start, and they go until 6 o'clock. Even then, you start to get some of those things until about 7, 7.30. Uh, but, yeah, I've, and it doesn't hurt when you answer it, you know, Milwaukee County Sheriff's Department. Then they hang up, and then <laughs> that pretty much ends it for that particular number. But, yeah. Continually happens. I get it. So, the only thing worse go. than that I'm currently dealing with is people relearning how here, to drive here's, in the here's snow. Here's another one. Here's another one right now. Here's another one right here as it comes in. <laughs> I'm getting another one right now. Answer it on the air, which I think is illegal. Oh, my. Yeah, it is illegal. You can't just say hello. You, you know, Unless, of course, you say, hey, you're on the air. What? Click. You know. But, uh, yeah. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, uh, that's the phone number. Unless, of course, you're a solicitor, then don't. We'd appreciate it if you just went away. Uh, this is from Dennis. Dennis says uh, it's getting almost embarrassing to listen to LaFleur whine week after week, complaining that the players are making repeated mistakes, acting like he, the head coach, can't control what's going on with his team. How soon he and his reporters forget that four years ago when he came in after Mike McCarthy's fiasco and the team went 13-3, and three, did the, quote, players then all of a sudden just start to give a blank or what? Or did his system, his coaching staff, his play calling, and his discipline motivate the players to improve? He sure loved the praise back then that he was getting for turning things around. Now that the ship is sinking, he is no longer accepting responsibility and complains that there's nothing he can do. What a hypocrite. He has created this blank show. By not hiring a quality offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator, he created many of the mistakes that he complains about by no longer instilling discipline and not holding players and coaches accountable. Omari Rodgers and Darnell Savage should be benched earlier this year. Joe Barry should have been replaced last year. He should have been uh, replaced earlier this year. LaFleur has done nothing. LaFleur refuses to make any tangible changes to get this team back into a playing it to its potential, yet he complains that he's helpless and says, I don't know. Those darn players just won't listen. LaFleur needs to look into the mirror. The cause of this team's poor play is staring right back at him, and that is from Dennis. Dennis, appreciate the email. 877-867-1670. If you want to call us, do it. This one's from our buddy Steve. So what are your thoughts on the Hunter Renfro trade? Um, it's it's a good deal. From everything I've read, um, you know, I was reading a, a piece by Adam McCalvey and some stuff with Todd Rosiak. It's a pretty good deal. 
You get some. You, first of all, you needed to bolster your bullpen. You you knew that, and you've done that. At least you believe you've done that. I understand the crew wants to build on pitching, but how are they going to score any runs? Um, the whole thing with uh, now Hunter Renfro was a pretty good bat when they picked him up, um, and how, how they were able to trade Hunter Renfro for Jackie Bradley Jr. I have no idea. There had to be some kind of naked sheep involved in that thing. I have no idea how that went down. But to pick him up and to get his bat into the lineup was pretty solid. I don't know what they're going to rely on. I got to think that there's going to be some more deals made and some free agent signings made to bring better offense to this team. I think there has to be. He says that you got to believe that it's just the start of the Matt Arnold 2023 retool. Uh, not only are they going to miss Renfro's bat, but also the big arm. Any thoughts of what's next? I, I don't. I, I, I still think that uh, there's going to be some free agent signings. There has to be. Uh, he says, I agree that Joe Barry has to go. Kudos to Brooke Lopez. Did you see he donated $100,000 to MPS to buy books for kids? Uh, happy Thanksgiving. You the man. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go. 877-867-1670. Tyler says maybe the Brewers are in the midst of a rebuild now. If they are, then... If they are, then they need to make that announcement. I because you can't say we're rebuilding, and yet you you know now. Granted, I don't think anybody's going to step up to the plate, pardon the pun, and take Christian Yelich's contract off your hands. But if you're in the midst of a rebuild, you can't be paying a guy twenty two million to be a paperweight. You know. Um, because that's not rebuilding. All you're doing is waiting out that contract, and you got a long way to go. You got a long way to go for that deal. Now you know why some of these, so many teams that that buy into these long term deals, you may get two, three, possibly four years out of that deal. But once that thing, once that player's talents start to go south, oh man, the one of the worst things owners have done. And this is the reason Major League Baseball is so effed up. Because you got a few teams that can afford that. So those players flock to those teams, naturally. That's where you're going to get the money. That's where you're going to get long-term security. And you've set the bar high now. You've set the bar high. And it's like the owners need to be kept from themselves. The same thing with football, with the Jimmy Haslam, giving Deshaun Watson all that money and guaranteeing it. He's now screwed the league up because now they're being sued by the NFLPA for nobody else getting these guaranteed contracts. You One owner falls on his head and screws it up for everybody. And baseball's in that position right now. When you give that kind of a contract, there's no way a team like the Brewers can compete, which is why with the disparity in Major League Baseball, and, I, I, and you know, Houston just won. We know that. But it was Houston and the Yankees. Before that, it was the Dodgers. You start to look at the, the big league teams, the big market teams, the money teams, overwhelmingly have won championships and been to championships more often than the teams with the smaller smaller half, not even the smaller third, the smaller half of budgets. It, just, it does make a difference. And with some of the contracts in Major League Baseball that are going around, any team of, or any player of quality isn't even looking at a team like the Brewers unless they're dealt there early on in their career and the Brewers have a legitimate shot to then sign them within their own organization, such as they did with Christian Yelich. But if you take a guy like Aaron Judge and put him on the open market, they, the Brewers are going to call and go, hey, is Aaron available? Yeah, he still is. 
And they're going to say, okay, we were just checking. I'll talk to you later. Because they can't make a legitimate offer. They're not going to do that. They don't have that capability. Because once those contracts go bad, they are an albatross around the neck of an organization. And Christian Yelich is an albatross around the neck of this organization. If Christian Yelich wasn't making that amount of money, if he was producing, it's a different thing. But he's not. He Two years now, three years now, he hasn't. And until there's a salary cap in baseball of some type, which is never going to happen, the players are never going to allow it, until there is, you you got to take you got to grab lightning in a bottle for the Green Bay Packers and or for the uh, Milwaukee Brewers and just hope that everything comes together all at once. And then after that, you're probably going to have to piecemeal it out, and you're going to start losing guys because of the affordability factor. It just it, it unfortunately that's the way it is. Uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Stenny's. Uh, tonight, they're going to be running shuttles down to the Bucks game. So if you're looking for a place to go pre-Thanksgiving, get yourself some great wings tonight, a little food, a little beverage, jump on the shuttle, head down to the Bucks game. That is our friends at Stenny's. Second and National, Walker's Point, downtown. Stop in. Tell them we said hi because, as they say, you should be here. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Here's Mike Clemens. The Packers getting ready for Sunday night football in Philadelphia. Green Bay is 1-6 since Aaron Rodgers injured his right thumb in the game against the Giants week 5. Now, Yesterday in the Pat McAfee show, Rodgers was asked why his throws were off last Thursday night against the Titans. You know, the expectation of a perfect spiral is kind of what I've been known for and what I expect. And if, if there's anything less than that, then you know, obviously there was something... Uh, that uh, that contributed to that. I, you know, my thumb is, is what it is. You know, it's been it's been an issue since the Giants, but not an issue that I'm going to rely on for an excuse or need. I mean, after the Cowboys game, I put basically every ball exactly where I wanted to, and there wasn't any questions about how my thumb was. I missed, you know, missed two throws. I probably hit. You know, 99 out of 100, and, and people are wondering what's going on. Rodgers, 24 of 39 against Tennessee. Alan Lazard only caught 5 of 11 targeted passes and was asked about the roller coaster of losing in Detroit, beating Dallas, then losing again at home. Um, I won't say too much of a roller coaster. It's just um, this feeling has obviously been a habitual feeling throughout the season and stuff. So um, revisiting it um, is just frustrating. Very mentally exhausting. Physically, it's exhausting going out there, putting our bodies on the line and not being able to get the success and the results that we want. The Eagles will be without their top tight end, Dallas Godert, who suffered a shoulder injury in their only loss of the season to Washington. Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni yesterday asked about the preparation it takes to get to 9-1 and in the NFL. You know, I love that this is such a great part of this game is that you get to win lose good play bad play you get to move on it's like life right and so you get to move on and play the next play no matter what and all you can control is that next play that's eagles head coach nick sirianni in green bay i'm mike clemens on the bill michaels show welcome back good to have you on board hey two things two things First and foremost, uh, my buddy Paul Roberts and Robert Specialty Meets, he just texted me and said, uh, by the way, he gets uh, robocalls all the time, can't stand it. But he said, uh, still have fresh turkeys at his place down on Sunset in Waukesha. So if you're in the area, and uh, I I still, I, some places I saw a post out of Sheboygan today, they're out of turkeys. 
Some places I saw a post from uh, from uh, one of the big box stores, and they had plenty of them. So I don't know. But if you're looking for a turkey and you're looking for a fresh turkey, he's got them. Uh, go to robertspecialtymeetswaukesha.com. Robertspecialtymeetswaukesha.com down on Sunset in Waukesha. And my buddy Dan Della, who owns the social house, H-A-U-S, over there on Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls, he just texted me and said they're going to have a big tent. Not only they're going to have the, the the bar open and everything, but they're going to have a big heated tent outside as well uh, with a big screen in it for the World Cup match coming up on Friday. So if you're going to be out and about, uh, you want to get up early, you want to go get the Bloody Mary, you want to go watch the World Cup and then maybe go Christmas tree shopping or whatever it is you're going to do. Friday at his place. So a lot of different stuff going on. A lot of different stuff going on uh, regarding the uh, regarding the World Cup. So there you go. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Coming up uh, after the top of the hour, Mark Schofield going to be joining us. SB Nation going to be here. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Ryan listening to us out in Madison. Ryan, how are you doing today, man? What's up? Good. How are you? Good, man. What's going on? Well, I'm not defending Joe Barry at all, but it's, I don't think it's safe to assume this defense has a lot of talent. I mean, uh, Savage has been a starter since day one, and what has he really done? Uh, Rasul Douglas had a good six games last year, but that's not his baseline. Preston Smith is having a down year. Um, you know, Jerron Reed had one good year, but I read once he's not really much more than a Tyler Lancaster Eric Stokes had a decent rookie year, but otherwise he hasn't done a whole lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, I like Dean Lowry, but I don't think he's like a number two or a three defensive lineman. I think he's probably best suited as a number four defensive lineman. So, um, you know, Gutenkist hasn't really had – he's had very underwhelming drafts in 20 and 21. And, you know, I think the talent on the team obviously falls on him. So, um, I don't know. I'll take your response off the air. No, I appreciate it. Um, When you look at the defense, I think we can all agree you always go up the gut. So, you look at what you have up the middle. I think Adrian Amos is pretty good. I think Devondre Campbell is pretty good. And I also think Kenny Clark is pretty good. You start there, and then you start to work your way out. Uh, I would agree with you that Jerron Reed was kind of a placeholder. Big body, experience, but more of a placeholder. No doubt about it. T.J. Slayton has been kind of the same as a fifth-round draft choice. Devontae Wyatt's still learning. Uh, Quay Walker's still learning. But you got Jair Alexander, supposedly a lockdown corner. They have him playing off. Darnell Savage, he's a first-round draft choice. It's been He's been a nickel. They're trying to move him around, make him more of a slot guy. Uh, we'll talk more about this, but, you, but you're right. With Is it either one, they've got a ton of talent and it's not working out, or two, has it been a woeful overestimation of the talent? Mark Schofield, SB Nation, going to be joining us coming up next on The Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.